This is The Forefront, a Ryerson podcast about big problems and smart solutions. I'm Amanda Capito. So here's the problem. COVID-19 has forced higher education institutions around the world to reevaluate how they will teach their students. It's brought to the forefront a conversation about the best ways to deliver education online. Suddenly we were closing the campus and going completely online. That's Gary Hepburn. He's the dean of the Ching School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University. With more than 400 online courses and an annual enrollment of 70,000 students, the Chang School is Canada's largest continuing education program. And it has a history of being a leader in the field of online education. But earlier this year, when COVID-19 hit, Gary and his team faced a big challenge. They had to figure out how to bring all of their spring and summer courses completely online. Typically, 28,000 students register for the spring and summer semester at the Chang School, with 40% of them being online. So how did they manage reaching the other 60% of students? We really had two main strategies. There may have been some courses that we weren't planning to offer that we brought back online for, for the spring summer. Also, we added sections to courses that we did plan to offer just to open up more places for students. We took many of our classroom courses and began to virtualize them. So this isn't the same as developing an online course. It's a very quick conversion process, mainly led by faculty members themselves. And you know, and I must give, I, you know, I must really give a huge shout out to faculty here and their instructors. The end result of all of this was not only did we make up all of the enrollments and and get back to twenty eight thousand after losing sixty percent, we actually exceeded it. And I think our final numbers ended up in the area of about 32,000. So we actually ended up setting an enrollment record during that time. One of the students who was in that 60% that were meant to attend in person was Tamir Khan. I am a part-time student at Ryerson. I am studying for my strategic marketing certificate. I started back in May of this year. I moved to this country about just about two and a half, coming up to three years now. And... uh, Even though I came here with lots of experience, I realized that if I was to move forward, I'll have to brush up my skills again. And uh, when I spoke to a few people around me, they recommended I probably need to get some local education on my resume. Before moving to Canada, Tamir worked in advertising in Pakistan and even had his own e-commerce business. But to figure out how to round out his skill set, he met with a Chang School academic counselor who pointed him in the direction of this program. And so far, he has not been disappointed. Because I had been away from studies for more than 10 years, things have changed. So it's giving me a fresher perspective to the whole consumer behavior. Our professor has actually emphasized more on how things have panned out during the pandemic and moving forward how we think uh, things will look. So it's an interesting perspective to uh, being studying at the moment or looking at things. But Tamir had a secondary motive for going back to school, and that was to build a network in Canada. Actually, no, I don't have any social circle or any circle in this country. I have my aunt and uncle. They don't have any kids. Uh, They live in the same building where we live. I, if if I was to look into my cell phone, uh, I probably can count the contacts I have in Toronto. 
kind of have to be very honest. So meeting with people was one of the main agendas for going back to school. And I think it's happening slowly and gradually. So I'm pretty happy. The lack of connection is one of the criticisms online learning faces. But Gary has worked in this space for over a decade and has always been a firm believer in the power of virtual learning environments. Online learning is having a moment. Um, It's not the way any of us who worked in online learning ever imagined would have our moment, where we had to do a frantic rush to put everything online. But one way or another, students and faculty have gotten rapid exposure to this method of delivery. We have incredible strength in online delivery. We're one of the strongest schools in the country. What we might want to do is begin to think about how we reach students beyond the GTA, because of course, this medium doesn't really have borders in the same way that a a, uh, classroom delivery course would. This type of accessibility and flexibility is essential for students tuning in from different time zones, like Neelma Chopra, who's been attending classes for more than two years from Dubai. It is demanding. You do need to dedicate time. You do need to dedicate effort. There's lots of group collaborative work. They're trying to make it as interactive as possible, but they also realize like, oh, okay, you're across the world and maybe you're not going to do it at the same time as everybody else. There's obviously advantages and disadvantages, but I truly feel as an international student, uh, there are way more advantages than disadvantages. Like Team Muir and 78% of Chang School students, Neilma is working full-time while completing her certificate. She's a communication specialist with an undergraduate degree in English, but she says a competitive job market and a desire to hone her skills brought her to the Chang School's public relations program. My business writing has definitely improved. Um, tasks like memos and presentations, and I think Ryerson gives you great hands-on experience. Stuff like communication plans and budgeting. And this has been skills that I've learned over the last two or three years where it's like in my role now, I am at that next level. And it's thanks to the certificate. And actually, my managers and my supervisors have acknowledged that it's due to the learning. And similarly to Tamir, the virtual connection she's made has been a key part of the experience. I think I made the right decision with Chang School. I've made great connections in terms of just fellow students and colleagues. And, you know, I think, especially in my field, it's all about networking. Right now, the job markets are hard. It's all about networking. And I think Chang School really does that for its students. Now, for the first time in the Chang School's 20-year history, all courses are being delivered exclusively online. And students are responding. Fall enrollment is up by 51%. Looking ahead, Gary says the Chang School is continually iterating the design of their courses. The technology matured just in time for COVID and was really ready to be deployed at that time. And now we're beginning to rethink the online learning experience where we have tended to avoid live elements of it in the past, or mostly avoid them, we're beginning to think that they may be a major part of the course. Certainly supplementing in some Zoom sessions used in a thoughtful way to support student learning, we think is a major component and probably something that is going to stick with us all as we go forward. But even though video conferencing software has been key to transitioning learning online, 
Gary also champions a broader rethinking of how students access instruction and materials. This includes things like asynchronous delivery of video resources, incorporating interactive elements like discussion groups, and exploring more diverse assessment activities. Exams are just really one way to assess learning. Delivering the post-secondary experience online also requires considering student life beyond the classroom. We're just hitting the time now where a lot of universities are beginning to think about how do they serve a student that prefers to be almost entirely online. A lot of the services that go along to complement courses, they tend to be associated with the campus. So while technically they are available to online students, We haven't thought a great deal about how to make them appropriately available to online students. You know, even basics like registerial services, how the bookstore works, um, you know, student advising, mental health counseling, many of the activities, athletic facilities. This all looks a little bit different to the online student, of course, because they're either unable or, or have chose not to come to campus. So those services, which are largely campus based to support them. Um, you know, I think there's a real sense that those services weren't made for them. Gary says that this is an area the Canadian education system needs to focus on. So is the education system doomed because it's being forced to shift? Absolutely not. We all know that technology has made a remote learning experience easier than ever, but it does not and should not end there. If you look at the examples from the Chang School, you'll see that COVID has forced the education system to adopt a more flexible and accessible approach to meeting the needs of students. A final word from Gary about Ryerson's role in all of this. What we think really separates Ryerson from everybody else is we are providing the same quality learning that students receive when they're doing their degrees. What students receive from the Chang School is every bit as good as what they receive in the university in general, but it it is also delivered in a way that is thinking of them. If they require flexibility or particular modes of delivery, then we have a lot of variety for them. And again, that comes out of a, a strong background collaboration between the Chang School and the faculties we work with. This podcast was created for alumni and friends by University Advancement at Ryerson. Special thanks to our guests on today's episode, Tamir Khan, Neil Machopra, and Gary Hepburn. I'm your host and proud Ryerson grad, Amanda Capito. For more information about the Chang School of Continuing Education and more episodes of this podcast and others, visit ryerson.ca slash alumni slash podcasts.